Oh, fuck, oh, hang on there. Front door. Sorry. Two seconds. I know what it is. You need a message. Inflatable sex dolls deliver at all sorts of hours nowadays. It's ridiculous. So I keep going through them. I'm wearing them out there for fucking... <laughs> Postman comes on and goes, Not again, Alan. For <laughs> fuck's sake. I was like, I know. Yeah, I know, yeah. I'm waiting on a puncture repair kit for you tomorrow. This is Straight Talking Mental Health, where we tackle everyday mental health issues that are stuck in your head. My name is Peter Don, and his name is... Alan Clark. Um, a very popular podcast in Bulgaria, apparently. Sorry. <laughs> 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 we got an email there recently to say, you're performing oh, yeah. well in Bulgaria. I was like, what? Bulgaria? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> didn't, didn't think I was on Tinder in Bulgaria, but... <laughs> you maybe know. <laughs> no, no, I'm off it now, remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is getting me fucking home <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake Adam was seeing someone there for a week <laughs> yeah. it reminds me of that bit in um, oh what you call it Adam and Paul where are you from Bulgaria hey Mate. Jack is from Bulgaria <laughs> yeah. Mate, Bulgaria he's dead yeah that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. what was his name um, he's dead Tom a few something years was now. it yeah. Yeah. Um, just, he was a fucking brilliant actor Tom Murphy Oh, Tom Murphy yeah. Tom Murphy's the guy that's dead Great actor Hello. If anybody hasn't seen Adam and Paul Check it out It's Brilliant just Irish It's movie. this incredible blend Of comedy and sadness Yeah You know real yeah. life uh, It's about two homeless guys Who are drug addicts uh, Living on the streets of Dublin And you know it's, It gets you a few ways Doesn't it Because there's yeah, some yeah. Very very funny bits in it mm. but There's some very sad bits You know You know it's what I was saying With, with Emer last week That's kind of the Irish Sense of humour It's a sense of humour Kind of like no other Like you mm. know There's a there's a sadness in us yeah yeah you're right there is there's a sadness to it there's a yeah yeah I, I really love that film so directed by Mr. Lenny Abrahamson that's who right us, yeah who gave us a retweet on our, our normal people episode that's right yeah people. man Lenny yeah. Uh, he listens Listens on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, we, we we may double check that before this podcast goes out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to get sued. Well, uh, no, I know people. Know. <laughs> but this week we are talking toxic masculinity. What it is, what it does to what us, what it does to others around us. And uh, enjoyed our chat with Emer last week. That was great. That was crack. good crack. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah, you know what I mean, man. My my favorite episodes are the ones where there's a bit of crack. That's all. Look, that's that's what we're about. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What's your favorite episode?" I have to think. Uh, CBT, that was good crack. We good crack on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cannabis and juice psychosis. That was good old crack. That, yeah. that, that's my we definition. Had a great of, laugh. That's my yeah. definition of a good episode. Well, did I have did I have a bit of crack on it? Yeah. Um... But uh, look, she she has an amazing story and really opened mm-hmm. my eyes as well. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, cannabis is harmless." It's blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. There's a great example about how harmful it can be, mm. you know. Um, so do check it out. Uh, I think it's podcast 36. Um, check it out if you haven't heard it. But uh, yeah, she tells a wonderful story and uh, it's great to see she's on the bend. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Uh, shout outs. We forgot to do shout outs because um, okay. uh, there was a few of them in there recently. Um, big shout to Clementine who got in touch to just oh, say... There you go. Old enough, you can get it there. Go on. <laughs> I'm streets ahead of you, dude. Yeah, I you. literally just clicked Instagram there to load <laughs> it up. Oh, she, uh, yeah, so she got in touch on Instagram and said, Lads, you are brilliant. Thank you for all the material you are sharing. I'm studying counselling and psychotherapy. And as much as there is other podcasts, your one is the most entertaining and informative. Thank you very much, Clementine. That Thank sounds you. amazing. Mm-hmm. That is brilliant. Um, 
it's just great to hear that there's people out there. We know by the numbers there's people out there. <laughs> yeah. We know by the figures there's people it's listening. Nice to put a name to hear. and a face to Yeah, to exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Uh, big shout to Paul as well. Paul got in touch uh, with an email and said, uh, Hi guys, just wanted to send an email to say thanks for helping me through what has been a really tough time over the last few months. So in October, Paul was hit with a, a depressive episode that stopped him from working. He's a personal trainer, so it's his job to motivate others and help them feel better. But he said, uh, what good was I to them if I couldn't even get mm. myself going, he said basically. So uh, I'm self-employed. Uh, if I don't work, I don't earn. And that led to a lot of money worries as well for uh, for Paul. So to make things worse, he had a very intense five-month online relationship. It ended in November last year. And he said, it felt like a bereavement on top of everything else I was feeling. I was already struggling massively, but I hit the floor when this happened and I really wanted to end things. I'd never felt emotional pain like it and it felt like physical pain at times. It actually hurt inside. I felt used and rejected, utterly worthless and useless. I didn't make specific plans to end my life, but... The thought was always there. We lived near a train line, so as I was crossing the bridge, I'd often look down for ways to access the tracks if I decided to. Luckily, I was still in a rational enough state to consider the effect on the driver and the people I'd leave behind, and that would keep me back. I started listening to you guys, and just after the breakup, uh, I'd often go for very long walks out into the local woods and countryside, and your straight talking chat, great advice, funny crack, helped me an awful lot in those dark months between November and January. An advice from Alan in the podcast, I started to practice meditation. And although I don't do it as much at the moment, it really helped me. I also start journaling and counselling in early December. I'm still doing sessions online now every Tuesday. The first session uh, was a complete mess. I explained why I was there. But uh, now we're discussing relationships and upbringing, how it all shapes us as adults. Uh, we've also started looking at acceptance and commitment therapy, mm. which is helping me to notice emotions and feelings as they happen from a distance, allow them space and analyze why they're there rather than letting them hurt me. It's fascinating stuff and it's really working for me. There's still an awful lot to get through and I've no plans to stop going as I really enjoy it. Tuesday is now my mental health day. I have therapy at 11am and then I go for a run and listen to you guys chat about whatever subject is new for the week. I love my Tuesdays. That's great to hear. Um, I'm also eight weeks into marathon training and there's some big miles coming up in the next few weeks. So I need you in my ears on Sunday mornings to keep me laughing on the road. Thank you so much, guys. You're helping so many people with this. It's the best podcast I've come across and I've learned so much. Keep it going. All the best, Paul. Wow, that's amazing, Paul. Mm. Thank you so much. That's yeah. that's wow. Paul's been been through the ringer by the sound of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah, fair play, Paul. He um, he always uh, shares us on Twitter and that as well, mm. and he uh, chats with us there. And that's a uh, the show. Absolutely. So that's 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 fantastic. Well, look, it's great to hear we're we're doing something worthwhile. You know, as I said, mm. we, we see the numbers, we see people are listening, but it's good to hear people get in touch and say, yeah, look, it works for me or you're doing yeah, something, yeah. keep it up. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it's, it's amazing. And it's not to stroke our own egos or anything, but it's just great to hear that you're doing a good job. I mean, I remember saying to a friend of mine there recently, who's a, he's a he's a very talented fitter. And I said, can you imagine doing your job and not knowing if what you're doing works for the machines? <laughs> and he said, it would kill me. <laughs> 
you know, like you imagine going to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, well, look, try this, try this, try this, take these pills or whatever. Doctor never knows if it works, you know. Well, if yeah, you're looking yeah. at something mechanical in front of you, you go, yeah, it started, brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's it's good to get that kind of feedback as well to say, mm-hmm. yeah, look, thanks. Thanks for it. You know, we haven't got one negative piece of feedback ever. Oh, you're fucking jinxed it now, man. I know. I know. Look, it, no, but at the same time, <laughs> if somebody has something negative to say, let us know. You know, yeah, well, I'm not going to take offence. Well, Alan yeah. might. I won't. <laughs> yeah, but why, like, why, why go to the bother to, to, to message someone to tell them they're doing something you don't like? Um, no, that, well, that's my point. That's my point on it. No, like, I why, know what you mean. Would you do it? Would, would you send someone a message to let them know that? No, I, I'd probably just not listen be honest with you yeah. but if somebody so. got in touch and said look something you discussed there I didn't feel that you ended it or you know you left it a bit open you know and or something triggered me when you were doing yeah by all means get in touch mm. Mm. you know chat to us about it but um, uh, no I'd never I, I'm not one of these people to get in touch but somebody go oh you're shit I hate yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I seen life. actually when, when yeah. I was looking up uh, uh, Angel Homeboy Sandman um doesn't uh, and he said it on it doesn't have a huge online presence. Mm. You've got a good few followers on uh, Facebook on the Facebook page, and I just clicked in. I was looking for contact info, and someone was like, "Oh man, didn't like you said this. Thought you should have said this. Well, why about spitting it this way?" I was like, "Oh, criticizing his lyrics." Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I was like, "For fuck's sake!" <laughs> As if he's going to get in touch and go, "Wow, please help me. Yeah, I need yeah. your help. God, yeah. you know." You can write rhymes, my God, you know. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not into that. I'm not into, like, yeah. if I don't like something, I'll switch off. I, yeah. I won't watch it. I won't listen to it. I'll just turn away. But I'm not <laughs> going to be one of these who'll poke somebody in the face and go, yeah. ah, you're shit. Everything <laughs> you do is shit. You know? I'm having a crisis around that at the minute. All right. <laughs> I started watching um, Two Broke Girls. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's Years ago. shit. It's fucking shit. But I've watched 15 episodes of it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of hanging in there going, it's like, I want to get better. I was like, nah, that's, that's fucking Somebody's painful. making it's... you watch that. You're now watching that yourself. Uh, Cat Dennings is making me watch that. <laughs> I was like, ah, Cat Dennings. But it's just, it's so cliche. It's yeah. so... Uh, yeah, I, I watched, I think I watched the first season or part of it. And I thought it was all right because um, it's your man who made the uh, d- d- Two and a Half Men. I love Two and a Half Men. Oh, well, the Charlie Sheen. That's, that's another shite. That's another fucking thing I can't watch. Two and a Half Men? Oh, I, no way. Yeah, that oh, the Big dude, Bang what's Theory. What's wrong with you? It's just, uh, Big Bang Theory is brilliant. No, they're yeah. just so canned laughter and it's all... Oh, you can you can you can anticipate every joke on it. And the reason I kind of been given two broke girls a bit of a a bit of an extended watch is uh, the old black guy in it. And even at that, like I say, like, you've got an old black guy working the register. Okay, you've got the black, you've got the the curvy brunette, you've got the skinny blonde, you've got the Asian, you've got the Eastern European mm. in the kitchen. And it's just like that's just hit as many stereotypes as we can here. Okay, with this, but but the old black guy came out and goes, man. I've been working harder than Stephen Hawkins trying to put on some cufflinks. <laughs> and I actually burst out laughing at that. <laughs> but there hasn't been many since. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I can't watch it. I, was, yeah. I can't watch it. It's just, I just I didn't, don't like it. 
Yeah. Well, that's fair enough if you don't yeah. like it. But like, yeah, exactly. You know, if, if you somebody who poured their heart and soul into that project, yeah, yeah. who you know, genuinely getting great feedback from mm-hmm. the station, the network to say this is a great, we want another series, and they're fantastic. Yeah. You have actors who have gotten their big break from it. For somebody to come up, and go, oh, shit. Yeah. Going, I don't like it. Come on, yeah. like, you know, I put a lot of work well, into look, it. Look, yeah, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Exactly. I've acted in plays. Yeah. You know, but and I think Whitney Cummings, she's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. She's one of the executive producers on it. Uh, I I think like that they're kind of shows that, and you and you'd hear it with so many stand up comedians. They're doing stand up, hoping to get their their break, and then yeah. they get then they get a show. You know, Ray Romano and everybody loves Raymond mm. Seinfeld. They're all trying to get that, but like you 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 take the likes of some of those comedians, and you know, and then you go and see them. That's not who. That's not their show. You know, they get watered down, you know, the executives oh, course get their hands yeah, on yeah. it. You know, yeah. well, we need, we need to have such and such because we want to hit this kind of market. You know, we need, you know, this, you know, and it just, and a lot of, you know, if you listen to a lot of comedians and talk like that, like, it's like their dream of yeah, yeah, what they wanted is just, no, we need to, that goes, that goes out the window, like, and it's just, we but need funny, broad reach. We need, funny you mention that, only yesterday I watched an interview from 1990 this is how exciting my life is. Uh, from <laughs> 1990 between Larry King and George Carlin. Because I like George Carlin. Oh, Carlin. Oh, and yeah. he was talking about how he wanted to get a special, like a HBO special or mm, something. Mm. That's what every comedian wanted That's to do. You know, they yeah, wanted... Yeah. And he said, in order to do that, he had to do the lighter version of himself or water yeah. himself down, as you say, because mm, he mm. couldn't go hold George Carlin and get a HBO special, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, but I was flicking through some old, like obviously Larry King passed away and I was looking at yeah. best interview bits. Yeah. You know, I love people who can pull off a great interview and he was a mm. genius. And anyone that doesn't know George Carlin, uh, he was, he played the he played the bishop in Kevin Smith's movie Dogma. And his most famous bit is uh, seven, seven dirty words. Seven, seven words you can't say can't on, on say, TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and dits. <laughs> yeah, like a, an absolute genius. And yeah, I love Carol. His stand-up yeah. is, is incredible. Yeah. You know? He's, so, he's I, such a great observer of humanity, and yeah. as, as all great comedians are, but his, his, his grasp of the kind of bigger political, the big picture. You know, but that's he, the thing he didn't do the, the small nuanced things yeah. like for like, what is the deal with airplane peanuts? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, Carlin was fucking big, man, you know? But he wasn't political as much as he was social. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know true. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, to be social um, is to be political. I, exactly. But yeah, again, yeah. you know, he'd take a pop at politicians. Like, he did yeah. a thing where he said, um, let's um, uh, let's do golf courses for homeless people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's move homeless people into huge golf courses, you know, and turn yeah. them into little villages. And we'll, yeah, we'll solve yeah. the, the crisis, you know. And it was just, of course, it was an attack on the, the elite members of society yeah, and that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I think I have one of his books, audio oh, books. Yeah. Uh, in his own words, I think is the the name of it. Yeah. I must yeah. have to dig Car- that Carl and someone I would have loved to have a sit down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. stories you get over me. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his cameo on Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and Rufus. Bogus journey. Yeah. Yeah. He did was you excellent. see the last one? Did you see the last no, one? No, I didn't. I'm afraid to look at it because oh, it's just. Oh, did you watch it? Did you watch it? I can't watch it, actually. I was just like, oh, I should throw it on there. It's a oh, camping. Oh, no, ah, it's just bad. It's like, ah, oh, lads. Lads, you should have just left it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, there was no need to bring it back. No. We, and we you, like, you, you, they didn't even do what they did with Cobra Kai. Like, Cobra Kai. 
that's, that just works for anyone that's, that hasn't seen it Cobra Kai based on Kraliki that just works it's like it just I don't know it was just bad it was just a bad 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 story just didn't, yeah. didn't look I'm a cranky bollocks today I have a headache so <laughs> oh no did you not take out for your headache no I took two painkillers literally just before I came up to record oh lovely yeah Klein fucking Klein text at 20 to 6 this morning and I've been awake since and <laughs> if if I don't sleep I, I get like a hangover I get like a sleep sleep hangover. Uh, I get tired you, yeah. I get a headache and I just I can't function properly. So. How was the back, by the way? Did you get your results? Oh, I did. Oh, oh. fuck's sake. Like, is a royal or... Is a royal. Let's go into uh, it, so, right? <laughs> it's, it's Smiles and royals. Alan's yeah. royal. Go for it. Yeah, well, it's one, yeah, it's one of me royals. So I had, for, for people that didn't hear last week, I had, I had an MRI scan. I've had back trouble for years. I had a spinal tumour. Done something to be back... Well, twisting me back again in the first lockdown. And it's been... It's been shite since so mm. I went for the MRI 40, 40 euros for the doctor for a 3 minute 20 conversation for a referral to the MRI then I had to go and get two MRIs 520 euros so so my daughter's studying radiography over in Canterbury and, and um, the, when Yohan came out to me to do the scan she says oh I'm the radiographer and I was like oh I thought I thought radiographers only did x-rays in my head and then I texted Ina she's like no no everyone thinks that I used to think that before I started doing it so it's x-rays, CT scans, MRIs and something like that. So I had the MRI. He said, oh, we'll contact your doctor. They'll send a report back to you and um, we'll, they'll let you know how, how it was. So I sent I sent the scans on to Adina. Good to have someone in the family that can, <laughs> that can have a look at those things. And she went, oh, that disc is so herniated. And I was like, yeah, right. yeah that's, that's what I thought it was. As well, a few of them. Um, oh. as, as I eventually found out so Adina she sent me back the WhatsApp image <laughs> she had it circled with a little arrow pointing toward it like that disc is so herniated um, so doctor rang me organised an appointment for Wednesday oh the doctor will ring you there at 2 o'clock that'll be 20 euros I was like but this is just a consultation like it's just a report back from the oh well normally normally the fee be 20 euros and you could tell I was kind of getting pissed off on the phone she was like oh, oh, we, oh we'll, just, we'll just leave it there we'll just leave it at that so I'm like fucking right you will like like um, when you go in about the initial problem and you get charged for it, I didn't think to charge you after that for the same uh, problem. This is what this is what they were trying to do like, ah. until until I kind of. So if I didn't say anything, she would have just happily went, "Oh yeah, there's another twenty euros." Like, mm-hmm. Bear in mind that the other forty was for a three-minute phone conversation, like yeah, uh, just to get the referral. So she says, "I'll get the doctor's ring you there at two o'clock." I said, "Well, the mobile phone signal is bad in the house, so here's the here's the house number." So. At home, waiting an hour. No answer. I have to go to work. Rang again, so this is at three o'clock. I still haven't heard from the doctor. All oh, right, uh, oh, I'll put you through there now. I was like, for fuck's sake. Like. Mm. So I pushed the call through. Oh, yes, and he's reading reading it off and da 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 da, da. Bulging L1, L2, L3, L4. Yes, you had the surgery there. Uh, further deterioration. I'm like, well, what does that mean? You know, what, what's the treatment moving forward on that? Um, do you have a physio? I was like, yeah, I know someone that's a physio. And who did your surgery? I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Do you not have all that in the file? Oh, I don't have that here. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, So I rang, uh, rang, rang Mark down and I gave Mark a shout down at MDC Physiotherapy. So I booked in there on Monday. So I'll see what he can do. And he was saying like, oh, well, you know, we'll try a few things. And then, you know, your options are get an injection try a few things and then your option after that then will be will be surgery so to just remove the disc is it yeah I don't know what to do but yeah, yeah. so the, the the herniated disc is so the discs 
sit in between your, your vertebrae. It's kind of like a jelly. It's kind of like a mm. insole kind of thing. Suspension. Each, yeah. Yeah, suspension in, in between each vertebrae. Yeah. And the stuff that's in that then kind of pushes out and that then pushes on, pushes against the nerve. Mm. So so a lot of the problem I have now is pain in my hip and, uh, uh, yeah, mostly around the hip area, but that's probably because my body is compensating for yeah, the pain now, against, yeah. against the nerve. So it's yeah. like, oh, well, we need to compensate for that and push against the other side. Yeah. So that's, you do that's, without that's, thinking, really. Yeah, yeah, but that, yes, naturally. Mm. It's the same as, like, you know, left left foot, right arm, left, yeah. right arm, left, you know, we... We, we balance out, hopefully. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, so that's the fucking, that's just Jack and Nori with me back. Yeah. I uh, I know a bit about it because my, my dad had a slip disc and after that he um, he became very conscious about like health and safety when you're lifting. Yeah, yeah. Lift with your items, knees. <laughs> lifting properly. Like he's a, he's a retired soldier so they mm. were never given any training like that. It was no. just go out, lift, pull, drag. Lift that fucking thing. <laughs> but I had to do um, one of my college courses I to do um, uh, stand up in front of the class and give a talk on any subject and I remember going to me dad and I'm stuck for a subject to talk about and he said oh I have it sorted for you gave me all his notes gave me all his slides and everything <laughs> even gave me this big skeleton that oh, to bring to college with me and it was of a herniated disc oh. and you could see it right at the bottom like L7 and L8 or whatever there was this little disc and it was uh, it was punctured but mm. the fluid coming out of it was touching off a nerve. Yeah, that's why. And that's, that's the pain, effectively. So yeah, that's why, yeah. you know, they whip it out. And although the two uh, vertebrae are touching, there's no suspension in between to kind of take mm. the beating between the two of them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. But he told me, he warned me going to college, that skeleton costs 300 euro. Do not let anything happen to that fucking skeleton. <laughs> Did you let anything happen to it? No, I didn't. A guard with oh, me no. life. <laughs> <laughs> the wrath of the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, not nice bloody pain to go to, dude. No. Not nice at all. No, so we'll see what happens now yeah. on Monday. See what Mark says and go from there. Hopefully I'll be singing Mark's praises. Hopefully. <laughs> in, in future episodes. Uh, uh, any other royals? Yeah, what have I got here? Yeah, I had. Um, yeah, I, I was dry, I, I was having a. I was having a smile <laughs> before I got riled um, on, on two fronts. Uh, okay. Driving up to pick up James the other day, and uh, a couple of the music pages I follow had um, last week. It was Shade's birthday. Do you like Shade? Uh, I've heard of Shade. I think I know a couple of songs without knowing. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. L- that's right. Love yeah, is yeah. stronger than pride. Sweetest taboo. Lovers rock. Mm. No ordinary love. Oh jeez. No. <laughs> anyway. Smooth operator. We all know that. <laughs> you know. Sake. So I was listening. I was putting on. So it was her birthday, and there's like all the pages to show. I was like, oh fuck, I'm listening to a bit of Shade and it's fucking love Shade. So I was listening to a bit of Shade, and I was driving along there. And I was going, that's fucking timeless. Like you could release any Shade song, and it'll still sound good. And it'll, you know, her voice mm. is just so classic, and all of this. I was driving up the N7, three lanes in the left-hand lane where you're supposed to drive. Don't drive in the yep. fucking middle lane, people. <laughs> I'm in the middle lane. Need to overtake a lorry that's ahead of me. But there's a lorry in the middle lane as well. And then all the cars are overtaken on the far right hand. Mm-hmm. As they're supposed to be. So I'm stuck behind this lorry doing 40 miles an hour in the middle lane. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And I can't get into the I can't get into the right hand lane because the traffic is going too fast. So mm-hmm. I'll swerve a little bit. What's your man doing? The driver in the lorry in the left lane had the driver's window pulled down. Driver in the middle lane 
has the passenger window pulled down and they're fucking talking. Oh, for no way. They're shouting across at each other. Driving up the fucking, driving up the road. Carrying these big massive trailers full of God knows what. What's a fucking, what's a truck weigh? Tons. Yeah. Putting lives at risk for the sake of a chat. Having a fucking chat. (laughs) I couldn't fucking believe it. Beep the horn, your man gets the fucking hint, rolls up the window and drives on a little bit like. Mm. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ, like. Yeah, that's just stupidity so that that ruined me nice sad <laughs> moment <laughs> you were a very uh, smooth operator after that no I wasn't no. a fucking smooth operator I was like this dickhead <laughs> so then I had my other, my other sad moment today was I was walking to work this morning I had a few clients this morning I was walking to work and found a little bit of sad I wanted to finish off the Lovers Rock album and uh, I was walking down and I was thinking Everyone knows me. Oh, there's, there's Clarky. Clarky's probably listening to a bit of Wu Tang there now or something. And then Kevin, <laughs> I've just got the lovely tones of Shade. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened at work anyway. But I got Mob Deep in my head, the infamous oh, yeah. album. Oh, and then I was walking back, walking back from work then today. And there, here's another fucking smile turning into Royal. Listen to Mob Deep. Uh, Mob Deep's the infamous album. I'd say I look like I had fucking Tourette's the head was snapping away listening, <laughs> listening to fucking survival of the fittest I'm rapping along as I'm going along there's a lad and a one walking in front of me pushing a pram two of them are in their early 20s or something your one's eating a roll just fucks it away oh tries, no just tries to fuck it over the fence right doesn't get over the oh, fence no. and instead of just going and kind of looking back and sees me there and instead of just going oh I better pick it back up and maybe throw it over again just left it there and I was thinking, that's fucking disgusting. you! Oh, that's what that I was like, just, yeah, fucking dickhead. So yeah. I ca- caught up with them. We'd be fairly fast at the one. Caught up with them, and I said to one, "Just you're after leaving half your roll back there." And well, she's just like, "Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> I know we we spoke about littering before, yeah, but, yeah, but it's, it's just, just fucking blatant, yeah. like a f- three quarters of a bread roll, like just fuck it on the ground. Wait for a bin. Surely to be one in a few there yards. There was one. Just... I wouldn't mind. There was one up about twenty yards. Mm, yeah, that's just. Sick. That that's me. That's me, Royals. Yeah, <laughs> right. fair enough. I have a headache. I've got right. I'm, I'm a narky bollocks today. As as uh, Emer said last week, I'm the anti crack. I'm definitely anti-crack. the fucking anti. Yeah. I'm the anti crack. What week. a term! I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any more smiles? Uh, yeah. So my me, me smile was shattered, but my other smile was. Remember saying a few weeks ago, I'm getting the one the robot vacuum cleaners. Oh yeah, yeah. He arrived. <laughs> he oh, finally, lovely. He finally arrived. So I said, I says to James, "What oh, we call him?" And he's like, "Cleany." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good name. Yeah. It's so he set up and he set up in the Google Home app. He works with works with Google. He set up in the app as Cleany. So I said, well, you just tell you just tell Google there now, and it'll tell him to run run Cleany, and it'll and it'll do it. Oh, right. he was fucking. He thought this thing was amazing. <gasps> and then I was like, why, why is the light gone blue? And I was like, well, when it's done, I said it'll go back and it'll recharge itself. And he comes in and says, oh, the light's blue now. What's that mean? I said that means it's fully charged. Oh, well, I put it on. I said, it's only just been on. Like, the floor's not dirty. <laughs> so, so I have to save it. So it's like, the hoover's like, the floors are clean. But I was like, I may wait for tomorrow. I may let him, I may let him put it on then tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so Cleany has been the, the, the latest addition the to the, addition. Uh, Brilliant. to the Clean, house. Cleany Clark, I love Cleany, it. Cleany, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Cleany. So that, How are you getting yeah. on? And then I had, a, I had an interesting one walking home from work the other night. Uh, it was <laughs> interesting because uh, it just shows how the, how the human brain works mm-hmm. walking home from work pitch black walked around the corner 
and uh, had a fucking mini heart attack. <laughs> Seen this black thing fucking crawling along the ground. I thought it was a big fuck off spider. I was on the phone to Ashley at the time. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, fuck. After having a heart attack, there's so much wrong with you. I said, I'm after the end. I fucking thought it was a big, huge fucking spider. She's like, You don't get spiders that size in Ireland. I said, Well, I fucking know that now, like, but. Could have been said, I was in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I was in the dark, and I said, And I just think seeing this thing moving, that looked like it was a big fucking spider. <laughs> but I was like, Well, that's the human brain. It, it Actually, what it turned out to be was a, a black fucking dog fucking pooper bag. Uh, oh, right. Because yeah. it's it stuck. It's still stuck in the same place where it got caught. But whatever way the wind had caught it and the movement of it, mm. I was like, I fucking actually jumped like. <laughs> but that's the human brain. Because it's better to mistake a spider for a bag than a bag for a spider. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good that, point. That's the fight or flight. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's that instinct. It's going, Jesus, just, you know, let's get away from that just in case it is a spider. I was like, oh, it's not a spider. Yeah. Something's on your dog back. <laughs> why why do we find it so funny when we see people getting frights like that or we play pranks on people you know yeah, well a lot of that is the relief it's the same as same as we laugh after you know after watching a horror movie something you know if you ever watch a horror movie and yeah, you yeah. jump you're like oh jeez yeah. <laughs> oh you fucking it's, it's releasing that tension right yeah yeah it, it releases that that discharge that's been built up from the from the initial fighter fight response mm. that initial mobilisation oh, you know okay. kids you know well yours a little bit older now but Peekaboo, <laughs> yeah, you play a peekaboo with a kid, Boop. yeah, and, and they start laughing. Oh, I never yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I, I seen actually, I seen it. It was an interview with Anthony Hopkins, and he was talking about you know playing Hannibal Lecter and how we love to be we love to be frightened, and mm. you know, he he admit that one about you know young children, you know, boo, and they get frightened and and then they start laughing. Yeah, so it's, it's it's discharging that. It's discharging that energy. But, but she up, thought it yeah. was great. Going, we don't get fucking spiders that big. <laughs> well, my fucking pr- the primitive part of my brain wasn't considering that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all when and good when you're using logic and rationale. There's that saying of uh, when you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Yeah, 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 yeah. More likely to be uh, you a, know, a pack of horses zebra, yeah. than, a pack of, than a pack of zebras. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Th- but this, that's, the, that's the primitive part of your brain. That's, mm. it's, it's fast, but it makes more mistakes. Whereas the upper part of the brain and the part of the brain behind your forehead and stuff, that's slower, but it tends to be right more often. Mm. So the next day I was walking to work and there was that black thing. I was like, oh, it's just a fucking black black bag. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not that fucking spider that you thought it was <laughs> in the pitch black and pissing rain mm. when you were walking home last night. <laughs> you know, and like people get a kick out of frightening people, you know, mm. jumping out mm. and doing the whole boo. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. Why is that? Is because you know that they're safe, but they don't it's know just, yeah, and... Yeah. You could just get a giggle out or trigger. There's the el- that yeah, there's, there's the there's the element of safety. It's like um, you know, if you ever see any of those videos where someone falls, and first of all you break your bollocks laughing, and then you say, like, "Oh, they're hurt." Oh fuck! Oh Jesus, that was a bad one. Mm. You know, the, you, you get you get those elements in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, yeah, but it's the safety. And part of, I remember reading a thing before. Um, part of you know laugh like why, why do we laugh or why are, why are jokes funny uh, your, your brain's always looking to make sense of things and then a part of it is the the unexpected piece of yeah. of a joke the twist the turn the punchline yeah yeah it's like you know so a horse walks into a bar straight away your brain is going why the fuck is a horse walking into a bar and this is always, and then it goes, well, why the long face? Oh, because the horse has a long face. Yeah, yeah, and That's, yeah. you know, because you're, 
that's it. I'm, I must look out for that. But that's that's the thing of it's it's that unexpected piece. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it thinks it has something, and you know, good joke is one where the punchline is like, <laughs> it's totally different. Didn't like, see that coming. Yeah, didn't yeah. see that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. Interesting. Psychology um, of laughing. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you a smile for us. I did. Mm. I think it right last week for us. I'll give you a smile. Um, excuse me as I drink water. Um, I got a new tracksuit that made me smile. All right. I, I don't own a tracksuit. I haven't worn a tracksuit since I was 15. <laughs> but I decided I want a tracksuit that... Um, How prompt I can be, that? Middle I can, age? I can be, no, I can be comfortable in. You know, that's I can middle age, man. Home, that's middle age, just comfort. If I, need, if I need to go for bread and milk, you know, I won't be followed by the security guard. You know, <laughs> simple as. Well, what sort of tracksuit is it? I don't know. A uh, United one or green no? one? No, it just says Mackenzie on it. Whatever that is. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And, um, I, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. I was wearing it for the last couple of days. Just nice, comfy, cozy, and you know, I'm. Uh, although I do get the uh, sudden urge to loiter around the local <laughs> supermarket or ask shopping anyone centre, if, ask anyone know. if there's any fags or any spare change. Exactly. Change, stand stand outside. Eyeballing the security guard going, here, you can't tell me nothing. I know my rights. You can't keep me here doing nothing. <laughs> not wearing me not to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that a made track me smile. Suit. Yeah, Just... tracksuit. Something simple, you know. So That's, that's getting that. old, man. You're getting Ooh. old when it's like, nah, I need to wear something comfortable. Something comfortable. Comfy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cam, but, Cammy, like, fucking, Cammy never stops wearing tracksuits like yeah, I'm normally jeans, t-shirt, and everything. Yeah, I, I'm like, jeans, I'm jeans what, early twenties, like yeah, so yeah. he can get away with it. Oh, I remember we were talking before Christmas. He got his PlayStation. Oh, good man. Yeah, <laughs> he got he got in with Harvey Norman's, and he got it there when they released them the other day, and he got it. So of course, are they still hard to come by? Are they? Yeah, oh, yeah, right, fucking okay. yeah, like hen's teeth, man. Still. So he texts me then, supposed to be in on Friday. It's like Grant, so I need to pick up James. I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you. And he texts me that next feels like Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> and then he texts me today, rang me today, it's in. I was like, fuck you anyways, I have a fucking splitting headache. I'm knackered tired. So the plan was, we'll finish recording and I'm going for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> no, daddy of the fucking year, have to pick up the PlayStation, drop it down to him. I'm like, can, you, can you not pick it up, bring it home and just see if it works? Yeah, and I then drop it to him maybe and I would, one day. To, to, be, to be fair, because I said to him, I said, I said, uh, Probably wouldn't do you tomorrow then, would I, if I picked it up today? Um, I don't know, like, if, you know, if you, you know, if you want to, but, like, I'd, I'd, I'd like it, I'd like if yeah. you could give it to me today, I was like, I'd be down to you, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you anyway, you little bollocks. <laughs> don't have kids, that's my fucking advice. You won't not, see him for weeks. nothing but has. And do you know what he'll be doing? Sitting at home in his fucking tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm driving around, picking up his fucking PlayStation, and, and just gets it delivered. Mm. Fucking, I can't even call him little bollocks because he's six one or six two. <laughs> <laughs> he's be little bollocks in my eyes, <laughs> causing his daddy fucking hardship. There in his tracksuit, lounging away, going, mm. "I relate, Peter. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. There, having a tracksuit, lovely, good comfort. <laughs> yeah, now there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that was my my smile for this week. Um, Riles is uh, oh double K man. Double K. People huh? under the stairs. Double K passed away. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I seen something like that. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't see that many of the hip hop pages. Um, no, not a whole lot of places yeah. are covered, which is a shame. That was a good album. Ah, right? uh, like OST. Yeah, I remember that. It was a great album. album, and Stepfather yeah. as well. That was a great album. Um, what, what couldn't have told you members of the band or anything? But I remember, remember that being a good album. Yeah. Ah, such a pity. Like it, it, people under the stairs. For anybody who doesn't know, they're like. 
proper proper stay true to the format hip hop mm. and they're from Los Angeles uh, played in Ireland a good few times played Dublin did, think, played yeah, yeah. Galway I think they played the likes of Limerick and all that as well so they came here on a regular basis um, mm. yeah but you know, I'm sad money. I was only 43 you know Jesus, but that's me yeah. man there you go I'm fucking 43 I, I don't know how he passed away I just uh, seen the news the other day and uh, that you know that, that hit me yeah. you know I was, I, was, I was thinking of it today I'd actually listened to Mob Deep I was going fuck mm. Prodigy man Prodigy as well, yeah. yeah. He had a while now. He's dead yeah. five sickle years, cell, wasn't he? He had sickle, he had sickle cell anemia. That was that he, it? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the cause of death. Yeah. 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 Shocking. Couldn't even go out like a good old rapper getting shot or anything. Like. No, no, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, they're... Fucking hell. <laughs> but that, that's people under the stairs. They were just hip-hop. They weren't guns. Yeah, they were, yeah. Money, yeah, so what, jewelry. Yeah, when myself and P talk about being true to the art form in hip-hop, it's like, hip-hop has been like, you know, your DJ, your MC and you know you're being true to the art yeah, yeah, yeah. true to the art form um, what made hip hop so good the fundamentals yeah, of hip hop yeah, you know, yeah. Like, the likes of the likes of them or the root or dilated people people often gang. called people under the stairs uh, old Backpack. school yeah, no yeah. old school they weren't old yeah. school they just kept the same formula yeah yeah you know yeah. the original hip hop formula they were fantastic and I remember often thinking to myself I'd love to go digging records with them you know, I'd love to go to yeah, yeah. the old record shops or go to the second-hand shops and dig records and go, come here, have a listen to this, see what you think. And that was something I used to do years oh, ago. I used to love that, man. You know. It just I used to do two hands. I used to do two hands. I could have two two racks. Left hand, oh, right yeah, hand. Yeah, and yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd be scanning yeah. like that. Oh, it was, Either it was one. an art form. Yeah, oh, yeah. I fucking love them. Yeah. I was just thinking there, yeah, I'd love to go a fucking look over vinyl. Yeah. Just, just for the nostalgia of it. I used to love Dublin, going to Dublin early in the morning, go on the train and... Mm. Uh, Bring the headphones and the needles because sometimes you go into a shop and they're like, "Oh, sorry, man, we've no needles." You're like, "I have my own needles. <laughs> I can listen to it myself." <laughs> oh yeah, on. oh, I've no headphones. I have headphones. Have on. There you go. We've All no turntables. Pulls out a twelve ten. Have me on. Look at the fucking hump on my back. That's how my back is fucked. <laughs> Hauling around twelve tens back in the day. We've we've no plugs. It's fine. I have a generator out the front. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. I miss doing that. All right, you know that was cool. Yeah, you know. no, I love I love that. That was a great. Yeah, like that. There was times I'd finish nights and I'd get the train up to Dublin just to go up to Abbey Discs. Myself and Flipper talking Abbey Discs and mm. just scouring them all or Freebird Records on the keys there and ah oh, yeah, fucking mm. miss them, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Digging through uh, the crates. Digging in the crates. Now you Crew have click, it, yeah. my brother. Yeah. I'm on the mic. Big L is on the other. <laughs> oh, man. Classic. Classics. Yeah. Um, what else is me, Royal? Uh, oh, <laughs> I, like, I like a drink of a Friday night when I finish work <laughs> and all that. And kids are in bed asleep and mm. they got a nice bit of food and have like two bottles of Heineken or something. But do you go know when, mad you all go crazy all together <laughs> but you know when you're when you've had a few drinks and you're in that kind of comatose state uh, of sleep where you're like a little bit of a heavier sleeper than you normally would be mm-hmm. half five in the morning two year old starts daddy oh, Jesus daddy like, oh, <laughs> and I have to go in if herself goes in he loses shit altogether. so I have to go in so I was like uh, yeah what's wrong <laughs> and he looks at me and goes Go to sleep, you silly sausage, and rolls over. <laughs> like, what? Uh, yeah, little bollocks. <laughs> and of course, at half five in the morning, everything makes sense. So I turned to him and said, eh, You go to sleep, you silly sausage. And he goes, Okay. <laughs> you bollocks. <laughs> half five in the morning, woken up by this. So I have to trek back in. <laughs> and uh, I'm lying there, and I'm thinking, Fuck, I'm wide awake now. 
Oh yeah, Shit. that was Meets Man. Half five, half five, and do you know what song was going through my head? Seven Days by Craig David. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that song was just spinning in my head, and I'm thinking to myself, Monday, took a for a drink, and then one of the lines, gonna kill this little fucker on Sunday. <laughs> I'll be arrested on Monday. <laughs> be divorced by Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, yeah and it got to the line in the song like something like what was the deal the pretty girl was 24 and I thought to myself what was that song released so of course half five in the morning it's the best time As to do. lift up Google yeah. and go Craig David seven days when was that song released 2000 and I was thinking to myself fuck she's 45 now you oh, want who Craig David fuck. copped off with is 45 no there you go now that kept me awake Oh my god! <laughs> but I was laughing to myself as well. I was thinking, Fuck. "Can you imagine if Craig David got a knock on the door from some nineteen-year-old <laughs> sulky teenager going, uh, my mum said uh, you met her daddy. of a Monday, you took her for a drink. I was conceived between Wednesday and Saturday.' Uh, no, no, that wasn't me. No, no, uh, you made a song. Pretty fucking sure it was. <laughs> they gave us no. the exact time frame." <laughs> The dates line up. <laughs> My ma says she was ovulating, so. <laughs> that wasn't in the song. You yeah, fucking hung yourself. <laughs> yeah. you you dumb motherfucker. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Craig David. Yeah, but that I kept me awake, so there you go. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. That's why, I walk. that's why I'm fucking. That's why I'm hung over tired today now with a headache of awake mm. since fucking 20 to 6 yeah yeah and the worst thing you can do is take up the phone and flick through Facebook or Twitter yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. You, know, you ain't getting back nah my, my brain my brain just goes oh we're up are we oh grand so <laughs> no no we're not up go back to sleep fuck off no no so sure, look so we're up now sir sure. man do something there <laughs> oh you dickhead just let me go to sleep no no sir I'm up now yeah, <laughs> come on that's it let's yeah. do something yeah, yeah. That kitchen could do with a painting, couldn't it? No, 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 go sleep, go sleep, go sleep. Yeah. What about the decking? It's getting a bit worn looking. No, 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 sleep. <laughs> oh, My brain's you know did you send that invite? You didn't send that invite. You didn't <laughs> yeah. get paid for that. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's going to be a great idea. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then he goes, do you know what? I'm going to go to sleep now. Three minutes before your alarm's set to go off. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up, like, yeah. Oh, you dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> So now, and then you wake up like, oh, what fucking year is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so fucking tired. Tonight I'm going to bed early. I guarantee you. <laughs> Till twelve o'clock at night, you're flicking through Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I'm not tired at all. No, yeah. of course you're not. <laughs> yeah. I love my brain. I love my brain. I have a picture of my brain. Oh yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, I got yeah. it off one of the other MRI scans when they were checking to see if I had brain cancer. <laughs> I, I robbed the images off the disc <laughs> before I gave it to the doctor. Brilliant. It's cool. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I sent it to Adina, and she was like, "Oh my god, the con." She said, "Did you have? Did you have the contrast?" And I said, "Yeah." They, they, they get the, you get the injection it gives you contrast oh, you, can, right, you yeah. can see it like you can wow, see the cerebellum yeah. at the back of the head and uh, it's fucking it class like yeah. Yeah, it, is, it is cool like brilliant not, it's not 220 euros cool but no. cool enough like at least it proves you have one anyway yeah I know yeah, yeah. it's like it's my second favourite organ <laughs> <laughs> right this week we are straight talking toxic masculinity now we touched on this a few times didn't we mm. and I suppose it deserves its own episode so we said, now is the time to do it. And I know, Alan, it's something that drives you up the walls a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But instead of you telling us what it is, let me give you my interpretation of what it is. Cool. Um, right. Tell me if I'm right or if I'm talking shite. 
That should be a new feature. Right or shite? <laughs> <laughs> is Peter right or is he talking shite? Alan, Alan's mouth is open. Shite. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's talking shite. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard for you, but let, let's see what it'll be like. <laughs> mm. um, so toxic masculinity from when we spoke about it before. Um, it's a cultural thing, is it? Of how men mm. should behave or what it is to be a man or how you're expected to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of that. Exactly what it is to be a man and, you know, those kind of gender, gender stereotype kind mm. of things of, you know, it's a women, woman's job to clean and look after kids and, you know, I'm the man and, you know, this, you know, the, the, toxic, the toxic side of it then, you know, misogyny, homophobia, violence, you know, all that shite. Mm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I mean... To, to even to, you know to go back to you know we think of that as the kind of extreme versions of it but even to go back to uh you know what i was talking about there with my back or with a headache this kind of you know the stereotypical man i'm not going to doctor son grand yeah 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 you know I, I remember i remember having this this thought so a couple of years ago i guess fucking i think i had a bit of a cold coming on or something like that and um i was like oh fuck it'll be grand it'll be grand and then i was like no go and fucking take a lemsip like mm like you're you're struggling like yeah yeah and but it's this again that that's a kind of a lower version of it but it, it all feeds into that of you know oh sir oh jesus me dad be old school like jesus you know the, the fucking uh the arm but the arm would have to be hanging off for him to go and see a doctor yeah then. yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. this kind of thing of and where does it get you like you know we think of the kind of toxic um it doesn't masculine. make you tougher it doesn't make you harder it doesn't oh. make you stronger you know oh. But but this is all this is all the stuff that perpetuates it, you know. And yeah. we think of that kind of toxic masculinity then as it as it applies to women, like you know the misogyny and uh, Trump, where you know grab him by the pussy, and then you know when he gets called and that, oh, it's just locker room talk, and mm. you know this kind of thing. And but ultimately, men are men suffer as a result of it. So like that, you don't go to the doctor, or you you suffer in silence. You know, you have to be you have to be very stoic. You know, the John Wayne. You know, mm. real men. You know, we don't complain. That we're you know we're tough. We're independent. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All all of this, you know, shite like that does a lot of damage. And the reason you know you say is it, it gets me riled because I see the impact of it. I see a lot of you know male clients that you know either go through it themselves or. Mm. You know, there's something going on with them, but their their father has instilled in this. You know, big boys don't cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man up. You know that this fucking stuff that does a lot of damage. Did you ever see that ad? There was a, there was an ad in Australia of uh, for the man up campaign. Did you ever see that? No. I'm gonna. We cry. It's how we survive. So why do we tell boys to stop crying? To harden up. To grow a pair. And fuck that. If you feel down, speak up. Because silence can kill. It takes guts to show pain. It takes a man to feel. Takes balls to cry. (laughs) 
there's a campaign in Australia. Um, you know, we, we've done an episode on suicide. Eight out of ten people is men, typically mm. young young males. And a lot of the time it's because of this this kind of attitude of bottling everything up, you know, being afraid to show emotion. I've had clients that, you know, they'll be touching on some pretty horrific or pretty traumatic stuff. I remember one client was saying, like, oh, if you weren't here now, I'd be able to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not okay to cry in front in front of another man. You know these these kind of these kind of attitudes, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it does a lot of damage. What kind of damage does it do? Well, like that. I mean, you know, in terms of even not going to the doctor, or in terms of suffering through a headache, or you know, in terms of repressing all this emotion and uh, and the impact that that has. Also, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not fucking going to talk so much. That's I'm not fucking mad. Like you know, just fucking get on with it. Like man up there. Like. Mm. You know, just fucking, you'd be grand. You'd be fucking grand, like. Um, where does that lead? And then you're left with all of this emotion that you're told you're not supposed to feel. Mm. And, you know, and very often it's, it, it can be a, a kind of that male attitude of a disconnect from the body, you know, where all the emotions and the energy that gets built up around them and they ignore it and they cut off from it and they don't listen to themselves. Mm-hmm. So you suffer in silence. Or... You can't deal with it, so you go and get fucking pissed. Or you go and get stoned off your head. Mm. Or you go and do fucking lines of coke. Or you don't know what it is, and you can't figure out where, where this pain is coming from. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You're just, you know, you know you're suffering. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, attitudes like that. Oh, what would be the thought process behind somebody who doesn't buy into the whole uh, toxic masculinity thing? Like, let's say... Um, you have a guy who won't cry in front of his girlfriend because mm. he's afraid that she might think that he's a wimp or mm. he's weak. Yeah, but that's you know? it. That's that's entirely toxic masculinity. Mm. But what if he does cry in front of her? What's what's his thought process? Is he thinking, oh, she's gonna she's gonna leave me now and she's gonna find a, a real man and I'm only a wimp and she'll think I can't protect her and whatever? You know, is yeah. that? Yeah, all of that because that's that's not that's not your job as a man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm sure you're guilty of it, and I know I'm guilty of it, and I'm sure every other parent is out there. You know, these these societal norms that we expect. You know, you, we always tell little boys, "Oh, you're a big, strong lad." Mm. You know, just you're so strong there now. You're able to do that. And what we say to girls, "Oh, you're so pretty." Oh, aren't mm. you a gorgeous little thing? You know, all of that perpetuates this kind of, you know, men boys have to be strong. You know, big boys don't cry now. Get up there now. You don't be, you don't be crying now. Mm-hmm. You know all of this, and I, yeah, I see it. I'd see it, and I, I've heard that so often. You know, you see parents in a in a supermarket or something, and the child's after falling. Oh, don't be crying! Oh, don't look at that man looking at you now as you're crying. You know, t- yeah, things yeah. like that. Like, you know, and, and like like as in the ad, like you know, the most natural thing we can do is cry. As soon as you're born, you take that in breath, and then it's fucking wah. Mm. You know, we we crying is a is a. From an attachment point of view, is is a proximity promoting behaviour. We cry to elicit care. Okay. And 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 to bring, you know, if you ever, you know, what do you do if you see someone crying? You know, you're you're probably likely to go over and go. Exactly. You okay? Yeah, yeah. Is everything all right? Mm. It's it's to elicit that connection. Yeah. And so when what do you do when you repress that? You you don't cry that you know, and and normally what I what I'd say to to to. To, to clients, particularly men, male clients, is, you know, b- before you knew you were a man, you were a human. Mm. And humans cry. You know, when, when the baby, a baby doesn't know 
what hunger is. It just cries because it feels a pain. Mm. You know, I, I said this on the podcast before that, you know, we're not thinking creatures that feel. We're feeling creatures that think. Mm. Yeah. You know, the baby feels a pain. It, it has no idea what is hunger. It just feels a pain in its belly. It, it has no idea. It doesn't have a concept of what's hot or what's cold. It just knows that it's too hot or it's too cold and it needs blankets or it needs blankets taken off. Mm. And we as parents then, you know, go and attend to that. So the, the the natural thing we do is cry. But then we're brought up with this sort of thing of big boys don't cry. Mm. You know, it's not okay to, you know, don't look weak. You have to look strong. You have to be a big strong boy there now. Does this come from like cavemen times, you know, protecting your home, your kid, your your food source, and all that kind of stuff? Um, I I, I don't know. Well, yeah, part of it. I mean, the, the other another another thing is that the alpha male. Mm. You know, that's that's all toxic positive, toxic masculinity, like. And the, the guy that came up with the with the alpha that you know this a lot of this is based on wolves. Oh, you were saying that before, yeah. Yeah. So the guy that the guy that came up with the concept of alphas, he was studying. It, it came from studying wolves in the zoo or something like that. And yeah, he wrote a book called The Wolf, which is still in publication. David David Meech, I think his name is David Meek. David Meech or Meek. I can't remember how it's pronounced. Mm. And he wrote this book called The Wolf, which is still in publication. He has since studied wolves in the wild and went, oh, there is no alpha male. There's the parent and the parent. There's the male parent and the female parent. Okay. And typically the alpha is just the parent or, or the or the, or the oldest of the pack. Mm. It's not this, I'm the biggest, I'm the strongest, I'm, you know, I've got the biggest fucking balls. Mm. It's, they're actually kind of, it's a, fam- wolves are a familial, a uh, familial pack. Mm. And traditionally, you know, as in most, most that the, uh, the female will attend to the pups while, you know, the male will go out and hunt. But they will also hunt together. They will, you know, coordinate attacks to, to, to get prey. Okay. So this, this idea that, and your man campaigned. <laughs> he's been going around for years going, I was wrong, lads. I was wrong. Wow, yeah. And he's even tried to get the book taken out of publication. But he doesn't own the rights. The publisher owns the rights. Wow, yeah. So, you know, this, this idea of the alpha male, I, I'm fucking, I'm, you know, I'm the biggest, I'm the strongest. And I, and I see it in some of the single dad groups. Like, you know, some lad might ask for a bit of advice going, oh, you know, fucking girlfriends after leave me, you know, fucking heartbroken. And some dickhead will pipe up going, stop being a fucking beta. You know, you need to fucking man up, show that fucking bitch. And you're just like, oh, for mm. fuck. It's, and that's everything that's wrong. Yeah. That's everything that's wrong with it, like. But, the, you know, that's kind of going back to what you were saying before, you know, that can lead to um, people taking more extreme measures, you know, uh, mm. perpetuate violence, uh, even gamble, drug abuse, drink, even drive dangerously. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a number of things like that. That's what that can lead to. And of course, you know, if you were somebody in your, let's say, clan or a close friend telling you you should do this and you should man up and mm, you know mm. you teach her a lesson and you tell her you're you put your foot down. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. you're a man here. You yeah. know, yeah. And you know, we we spoke about it before as well. Of you know all all the slurs that you experience as as a man growing up. You know not only is it toxic masculinity, it's also fucking misogynistic. You know, if you do something wrong, oh, you're a fucking faggot. Oh, you little pussy. Oh, yeah, yeah. crying like a little girl. Yeah. You know, oh, wow, fucking run home to your mammy there like a little girl. Mm. You know, everything, it's it's to, it's all an attack on your masculinity. Mm. 
you know, if you cry, if you're hurt, if you get upset about something, that means you're a little fucking bitch, you're a pussy, you're a faggot, you're a queer, you're this, you're that, you're that, you're that. Everything is is an attack on your on your soul on you know what it is to be a boy, what it is to be a man. Yeah, yeah. But it's also then homophobic and misogynistic. Mm. Yeah. Like you know, when you're when you're younger, you know, you have a brother, you probably used to kick the heads off each other. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> were probably... Onto the, onto the parents' bed, wrestling, <laughs> and they go, oh, just don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't, don't remind me, don't tell daddy, don't tell daddy, <laughs> oh, you, you can play, you can play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bat the shit out of each other. Yeah. But that, in a bit of a way, you were probably toughening each other up as well. So yeah, but that, that's, that's if different. Ever, if you ever came in contact with... Um, you know, or you've been bullied at school, you can stand up for yourself, you were toughened up mm. or whatever. Mm. You see, you know, you, you, you look at puppies. Puppies kill yeah, each other yeah, all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brother, sister, whatever. Yeah, but that's, that, that's finding limits. Mm. That, that's not necessarily, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't no, say I'm, that's necessarily toxic masculinity. I, I'm, I'm not saying that. The point I'm getting to is that, you know, surely you kind of toughen your kids up to a certain extent. Like you say, oh, look, it's only a little scrape in your hand. You're grand. There's no need mm. to ball about yeah, it or yeah. whatever. You're all right. Okay, you're grand. It's not a big thing. But, you know, there has to be, you have to draw a line between your grand and stop crying. Don't be a baby. You know, um, you're a big boy now, mm. <laughs> you know. Mm. Uh, or if you're hurt, don't cry about it. You know, big boys don't cry, as you yeah. said. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's a danger then in diminishing um, uh, what, the, what the child is going through. And even know, with like a little, a little cut on their hand or something, you go, yeah, ah, look, it's only a little... I can barely see it. You're grand. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's grand. But when yeah, to that example, you know, when that's done the whole time, then then the child learns that it's not acceptable. That you know, this won't be tolerated. Showing showing emotions or uh, expressing pain isn't tolerated in this house. You know, um, I don't know. know I, 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 ideally, ideally, you know, the child goes, oh, oh, look, oh, it's all right. Come here, it's all right. You know, ah, look, it's okay. Look, I kiss that better for you there now, and mm. you know, I, I can. I know you're upset. It, I know, and it, it hurts and it's sore. It's okay. It's all right. And then, right, mom, we go, and then you distract. Mm. You know, c- connect and redirect. So mm. connect with the child first. You know, absorb that pain for them. Yeah, yeah. And then go right. Come on, we'll we'll stick on the PlayStation, or you know, we'll go and kick the football around, or whatever maybe. Connect mm. and re and redirect. Yeah. Mm. You don't have to dismiss it. Yeah. I presume in term there must be toxic femininity as well. I was you thinking know. of that and, and, and I thought I thought that is a, a subject in and of itself because mm. as, as I was, you know, looking up stuff around this, I thought that that would be an interesting one. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, the extreme version of that, you know, with feminism has become the feminazi. That, that, that expression, that, mm. you know, feminism, you know, feminism about equality. It's about treating women the same as, and absolutely, like. But I think we're, and and this is the same on on any extreme. You know, your your fucking so called alpha male and and the so called feminazi. They're they're as bad as each other, like. Mm. Either extreme is bad. Yeah, of course. And you know because then it just becomes the, what 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 I think has happened a lot now is the feminism and taken to the extreme has just become anti male. Mm, yeah, and so that's yeah, that's yeah. just reverse sexism. That's, yeah. that's that's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, sure. any anyone in either extreme is is usually not good. Mm. I, I remember hearing a great expression uh, years ago. It was today's rebel is tomorrow's dictator. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. 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 
Um, and does this come from tradition? You know, yeah, this yeah. is passed down from family to family, from father yeah. to father. And yeah, you go out and help your father with this, while the daughters all well, you stay inside with your mother. And uh, yeah, hundred percent, particularly here. And I and I and I still see it. I still see clients, and and I seen it. I seen it in my own in my own family, my mother's family. There's you know thirteen of them. You know, make your brother a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. There's there's that expectation that you know, well, you're the woman, so it's it's your role now to to be the feeder or to to look after the men and mm. you know, still still goes on particularly in the, in the kind of rural or farming communities that and I hear it the whole time from clients that, that, that you know are you know they live in that or they've got in-laws in that or you know move within that world mm. that those traditional norms and I, I remember I remember I had a client before and all she wanted to do was take over the family farm all she ever wanted no mm. went to the brother who had no interest right and he, she all all she was wanted because he yeah. was the man he was the yeah. firstborn son and all of that stuff perpetuated mm. Mm. so it's tradition we need to yeah and, and those societal and cultural you know expectations so, mm. but it wasn't fucking was it maybe the, the 90s maybe the 90s or the late 80s you know the snow was where the women drank in the pub yeah, that's there was right. a separate yeah. there was a separate section in the pub where women drank no yeah the bar and the lounge as well you know yeah. you one door yeah yeah, that's gas, yeah. That's where I would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Grand boys, you can sit in there talking about fucking football and drinking Guinness and come in here with all the fucking women. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> yeah, good thinking. Good thinking. Yeah. Jesus. Call me a fucking pussy all you want. <laughs> I mean chatting up your missus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, something just came back to me. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> you used to run a website, irishbeats.com. Yeah, yeah. And I remember we played a gig, and uh, we had the, the gig up in the message board, you know, we're going to be playing here, such and such. And then after the gig, a couple of days after, you know, a couple of comments underneath, and uh, uh, somebody had said something, and uh, <laughs> You put a post up and said something like, uh, oh, by the way, can you apologise to that blonde woman I was talking to for half the night? Um, I I must have bent her ear, but apologise to her for me and give her my phone number. And the dude replied back with, uh, I think that was my wife. Do <laughs> 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 you remember that? Because I remember, no, I remember falling around the place laughing. And I remember looking and going to look for it again later on and you had deleted it. <laughs> I don't, don't remember that. At it all. was a, uh, it was a gig in and Doran's. Uh, it was actually, it was with Scary Air. Oh man, I remember that. Wow. I remember that. That was, <laughs> that's just fucking. I don't even remember that fucking gig. Never mind, never mind that comment. <laughs> <laughs> don't even remember the gig. <laughs> so there you go. Jeez. You were chatting yeah. with his wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <maybe. laughs> well, he, sh- he should have been in the snook and not in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know the other thing around. Uh, and again, these societal or the cultural things, you know, well, you know, it's the big, strong man, the, side, the strong, silent mm-hmm. type, you know, but, you know, the other thing that is that being promiscuous, you know, if you go out and ride a lot of women, you're a fucking stud. Yeah. If you go out and ride a lot of men, you're a slut. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. You know, I like that, of going, yeah, it's grand there, the young, the young lads out there, he's sowing his wild oats there now, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah he's not yeah. going to say the same, oh, the daughter's out there, Jay, she's riding every lad she can get her hands on. <laughs> yeah. She's having the fucking time of her life. 
But you know, you, you you flip that as well. I mean, I I don't know many times when I was in a shop or something like that, and a woman would come up to me and go, uh, "Sorry, can you do me a favour? You're about the same size as my husband. Can you can I try this t-shirt up against you?" And you go, uh, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> you know, can you imagine me going into Ann Summers and up to someone and go, "Sorry, you're around the same size as my wife. Can you try? Can I just try this bra up against you and see if oh, it fits?" You? <laughs> the staff would be like that. The staff would be okay. Well, it should be about my size. It should be bigger or smaller than my size and. I don't know if it'd be all right to go to random women and say it. Yeah, yeah. You're married too long, man. You've never bought fucking lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) Nor have I, but not specifically on my own, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but again, those those societal double standards. Yeah. I said that, you know, being promiscuous, all right for a man, or, you know, being gay, that's not all right. You know, if you go up and hug your friend, get off me, you fucking queer. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, st- you know things like that like mm, yeah, no, yeah. I, I need any of that stuff that perpetuates because you know to show affection mm. you know that's that's gay fucking gay man get off me yeah, yeah you know or being violent is alright it's alright to go out and drink fucking 20 pints and fucking batter the head off some lad outside a nightclub that's what men do like mm. you know, that's that's grand you go out you watch the match get fucking locked get thrown out of the nightclub get into a fight Oh, Jess, you'd some fucking night, didn't you? Huh? Oh, good yeah, man. yeah, celebrate it all. You give it all like, of that, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Jess, you gave your man some, yeah. You give it all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, dude, yeah. what's fucking wrong with you? Every time you get yeah. fucking drunk, you get violent. You know, someone needs someone needs to call him on that on that behavior. Yeah, you're right. Rather than praise him, oh look, he's crazy. Mm. He's crazy. He's great crack. He's you know, no, it's not. I no time for anybody like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, talk to me about when toxic masculinity is used let's say in a a form of uh, abuse you know like uh, oh, can, can you fix this or do we need to get a man to do it you know what would a phrase like that yeah what's that, what's that man, mansplaining or something isn't it never well, heard of you that. say that to a woman yeah so like you, you patronise women as if they wouldn't understand it like man, mansplaining um, but yeah, yeah but again even in a comment like that I've gone oh yeah we need a real man in here to, to fix that yeah, yeah. Can you hang that picture, or will we get a man to do it? Yeah, or, you know, that kind of thing. Any, or the, uh, like that, the whole, um, um, uh, oh, I'll, I'll get, I'll get me dad to do it. Or he'd know, like he's, or uh, me brother will do it. Or can you get your dad to do it or yeah, fix it yeah, for us yeah. or something? You know, what does that yeah. do to a man? Does that make you well? Do you not think I'm good enough to do this? Yeah, or, yeah. You know, and I, I suppose that when you look at it the other way, is uh, you have to be sensible. Mm. You're not a mechanic. Mm-hmm. You're not a doctor. You're not an electrician. You're not a plumber. Mm. You know what I mean. Just yeah. because you're a man, it doesn't mean you're all these things. You know. Yeah. By all means, but, reach out and say, "Well, no, I don't know, but you know, we love to pay the service of somebody who does." You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing of you know, you have to be the biggest. You have to be the strongest. You know, I'm the aggressive, so I'll fucking, you know, again that alpha male kind of thing. Like, like that doesn't work. <laughs> that that like that mentality wouldn't have humans where we are now. Yeah, true. Hum- yeah, yeah. Humans are where we are now as a result of cooperation. Mm. And, yeah. you know, they go, well, it's, it's, in, it's in chimpanzees and stuff like that. It's in, it's in primates. Oh, the silverback. And traditionally, the silverback tends to be the, the, the oldest member of the, um, of the pack. Mm. I can't remember, what the, can't remember what the collective term for gorillas is. But, uh, or chimpanzees. Chimpanzees will overthrow an aggressive alpha. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. So I was like, that fucking shit ain't going to fly. Now we're going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, cooperation and, you know, and kindness and altruism. Like these have been, I remember seeing uh, research before around, uh, I think this is even going back to, what did that have online did and fucking ads, uh, fucking personal ads. Teletext. Remember <laughs> <laughs> fucking teletext. Jesus, yeah. Holy fuck. It's only gone uh, recently, actually. That's right, yeah. yeah. But personal ads and newspapers and all that. What, what's been consistently shown for both men and women is kindness and altruism are the number one um, qualities that they look for a person. Mm. Yeah. True. <laughs> women aren't looking for this uh, all domineering, big, tall, strong, blah, blah, blah. You know, I assume. But, yeah, but yeah, but this is you know, it's all the stuff that gets perpetuated. Mm. Um, and you know, there was there was uh, there was a study in uh, at the end of last year, and that found a direct correlation between uh, this uh, perpetuation of you know the traditional masculinity, that correlation between that poor mental health and violent behaviour. Yeah, I presume the violent behaviour comes from not being able to express it or, you know... Or not having to be fucking Billy Big Balls. Yeah, yeah. And having to fucking get in the fight to prove that you're the man. You're the man, yeah. Or any of this thing, oh, dear, he's after saying about you. Sure, mm. he said about your missus, you know. Oh, you're the fucker. Yeah, yeah. I like, fuck him, he's drunk, he's a fucking clown. Exactly, Ignore yeah. A fucking idiot. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, but the fucking, yeah, when you have to go in, oh, I have to fucking, I have to do this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then in, in um, there was actually a... Trying to find where I had it now, but there was actually there was another study that um, as as they get older, then it it has an impact mm-hmm. because you've gone through life. You know, you're not you know being the strong, silent type, being independent, um, and well, where does that leave you then in later life? Generally, tends to leave you alone, mm-hmm. so you become socially isolated then as you get older. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. So your physical health is affected, your mental health is affected. Mm. Your overall happiness is affected. Yeah, yeah. As a as a result of these, you know, pretty pretty outdated, um, and and sometimes like the likes of the alpha male just flat out false. Mm. And the alpha male assistant is going, yeah, well, you're only fucking saying that because you're a beta. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> mm. How do we stop this? I think education. I think education is the key. And I think you know it, it's. You need to get a. You need to get the kids when they're young. You know, as I said, look, look, I, I do it myself, but I also allow James to have a cry. But you know, you do that. Oh, you eat your, eat your dinner now, and you get big and strong. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, oh, that's you, true. You won. You won that race. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's not toxic masculinity. It's just facts. <laughs> the truth. Yeah. That's Peter. He knows all this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like that. You know, of girls just been and I, and I I liked I liked the uh, that shift. You know, STEM trying to reach young girls with uh, science technology. It was a science technology engineering and maths traditionally mm-hmm. male uh, male dominated fields. Of trying to get women into into STEM and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I seen them on the science pages. Like, I follow loads of science pages. I'm a fucking big science nerd. Someone put up a post going, uh, "I moved uh, this NASA vest from the boys section into the into the girls section, so that girls know it's okay to want to to join NASA or to to be an astronaut and stuff mm. like that." Like, you know? but it is something we're, we're seeing more, probably more. Well, I notice it more from 
you know, let's say in journalism. Like I, I was, I was only listening to an interview with a girl called Quivo O'Neill this morning, mm. who's a a football correspondent for the Athletic, and she speaks brilliantly. You know what I mean? Mm. Speaks very well, very intelligent. Uh, but again, obviously, football is male dominated in that. But you know, we see um, uh, lines people. We see uh, uh, women getting into Super Bowl, Super Bowl referee. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the Super, the the was it the Super Cup uh, last season was refereed by. Well, actually, they were all women. I think one of the women was from Wexford. One of the the lines people was from oh. Wexford, and uh, yeah, like, it's <laughs> great to see. But I I probably see more of it from women been in more male dominated roles than mm. men being in more female dominant roles is there still a bit of well, toxic well, masculinity what's, there yeah well what's well that's what's female dominated role i suppose nursing um, yeah, yeah like that yeah again your like that. receptionist oh. administrative staff oh, oh. all that kind yeah, of stuff call the call doctor oh, i'm not i'm a nurse well you know why are you a nurse you're a man yeah 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 you know things like that you know again feeding feeding into all of that mm. <laughs> you're waiting for a good thing I've seen actually there about the super the super ball that the, they're going to have a female female referee <laughs> there was a comment that she'll penalise every player for something they did 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> that's sexist that is sexist Clark <laughs> I'm I agree with it. funny you know because it's playing on the stereotype <laughs> it's playing on the trope that women bring up shit from ages ago yeah yeah that's the joke <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, yeah. I've I've often watched a football match and have Laura beside me go, send them all off. If I was the referee, I'd send them all off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell? Like, you know? But like like that, you know, you talk about female journalists or sports journalists and stuff like that. Like, you know, the kind of thing is like, oh, well, she's, she's only there because she looks good. Like, you know, nothing to do with the fact that maybe she knows an awful lot about fucking football or, you know, mm. some of the female golf presenters and stuff like that. Like, maybe she paid on the L... PGA or LG, LPGA, yeah, mm. uh, you know, maybe yeah, and obviously they have her there because she's because she's easy on the eye as well. But it's not to say that she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So education is number one. Yeah. Getting through to the kids, the younger people, and explaining to them, you know, mm. you can cry, you can be upset, you can yeah. talk. By all means, Jesus, do talk. You know, don't keep it all bottled up. Um, I mean, if it, you're brought up believing that, mm. you know, in a generation. I'd be very surprised if we didn't see the male suicide statistics going down. Mm. And what about popular culture as well? Like, is there is there anything there that kind of points towards toxic masculinity? I know when you look at ads for links and you spray mm. yourself with links Africa. Do you know, I hate when that happens and like 400 women come running at you with bikinis and you're going, ah, no, come on. I've work to that do. That down there, no? It does, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear the whole it's, fucking thing. Yeah, like yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's real life, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. But like, going back to the sitcoms I was talking about, you know, the likes of two brokers, <clears throat> I don't I don't like it because it just perpetuates stereotypes and, and, and cliches like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Joey and Friends, you know, pure fucking toxic masculinity like mm-hmm. and everyone cheers it on yeah yeah well look, you know? you're looking at it from a comedy perspective yeah, well, you're there for laughs you know yeah, but if you look back on friends like it's quite dated you know and obviously but you know and a lot of the stuff you'd be like oh you won't get away with that now <laughs> yeah you know it's it, and it is that but yeah and obviously you know TV perpetuates us you know around around gender around race you know Asian people in uh, in sitcoms, you know, usually smart. You know, mm. perpetuating this idea that, you know, Asians are smart or, 
you know, black people can't swim or black people are good at basketball or you know all of this kind of stuff that just perpetuates these ideas that we have around different races around different genders and um mm. but because it's culture and it's and it's society that that enforces all of this mm. you know it wasn't like we all got together and decided well this is what as men this is what we're going to do like mm. or as a woman this is what's expected of you you know like that thing of well you're you know your your mother was made to look after your brother so now you have to look after your brothers and you know your granny's place was in the home and but you look at fucking not so long ago if, you know if you got pregnant you had to you had to leave your job mm, you know if you work in the civil no, service if you, if you got stuff married, like that like it? Oh, if you got, got married, married, yeah, married or pregnant, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, like that, I had to leave your fucking job, like. Mm. You know, Ireland's fucking ass backwards, like, in, in a lot oh, of things. Oh, yeah, we've we're not that, that far. Before. We're not <laughs> that far removed from this stuff, like. Mm. Yeah. Is a certain amount of it in our DNA? I, I don't I don't know if, it, if it's genetic. Um, I mean, obviously, there's, you know, it's, it's not sexist to say that men are, are bigger and stronger than women. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. Mm. You know, genetically... That's that's the way it's been, as is with most most males in 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 most uh, species. You know that's that's just a fact. Um, but I think I, I I don't know if that's no I I, I don't know I, I I couldn't speak as with any kind of expertise on it, that 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 is genetic or it's in our DNA. I think it's certainly cultural and I certain it's certainly perpetuated in the fam within the family system and within the environment and within the community. Mm-hmm. But in terms of genetic or in the DNA, I don't know. So the person who's listening to this right now, what do you want to say to them? Or what advice do you want to give them to stop spreading toxic masculinity? Well, I had to, had to, you know, is, this, is this me closing line? Is this me? No, no. No? <laughs> no, I think, uh, no. Well, it's fucking, I mean, it's all right to cry. It's, it's, it's okay to, to have emotions. It just, it, you know, just makes you human. Like, you know, I, I suppose I'm kind of on the front line of this. So, which is why, you know, I get so wound up about it. You know, people using man up and all of that kind of mm. stuff. Because I've seen a lot of damaged men as a result until it gets to the point where they're near suicidal and, and they land in front of me. And I say, yeah, it's okay to cry. Of course, how could you not cry over something like that? Like, mm. Or when you, when you flip it, you know, and go, well, if this was a woman, would we accept that? Or if this was a man, would we accept that? You know, mm-hmm. when you when you flip those gender uh, for people, it becomes a different thing then as well. We'd allow it if you know. Well, if your sister was was there crying because she broke up with her boyfriend, would that be okay? Yeah, of course it would. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay for you to cry after breaking up with your girlfriend. No, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, just be a fucking human. Mm. You no, know, you're you're a human before you know you're a man or a woman. Hmm. Actually, we're, we're born female. That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's mm. why you got nipples, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your closing line? <laughs> that's why you <laughs> have nipples. <laughs> that's why you got them nipples. <laughs> I suppose, let me just end this serious conversation with, did you get a fucking haircut? Nope. No, you look man, like you got a haircut. No, look at this fucking shit, look. What did you do? It's no, just the way it's man. brushed. Man, it's the, it's the your, fucking your, your hair is shrinking. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. It's just fucking. It's just brushed up high. The headphones are the headphones are hiding it. No, unfortunately, I haven't got a fucking haircut. I'm looking at your hair, going that fucker got a sneaky haircut. That's no, do you know do you know what you're looking at? You're looking at the grey that looks like I have a skin fade. It's just grey. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's grey around the side. <laughs> Looks like I got my hair shaved. You have to fucking shave his hair, the fucking bastard. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, he's just really grey. Just decolour it, yeah. <laughs> uh, never colour it. I lay it gracefully. Fair Go enough. with the old silver fox look. <laughs> the Clooney look. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly mm. what I say. Yeah. Go for the Clooney look. <laughs> I'm exactly like George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's leave it there. We hope you like what you heard. If you do, give us a rating, subscribe, you can leave a comment if you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast. Then share it with them. Stick it on your social media pages. It could make a big difference in their life. As well as that, we'd love to hear from you. If there's anything you want us to cover or discuss, or if you've got a story to tell, we would love to hear from you. You can get in touch by email. Hello at stmhpodcast.com. Is that right? Hey, oh man. <laughs> Peter updated the script. There you go. You can get us on Twitter uh, at STRA Talking Pod. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram as well. You can follow the hashtag STMH. Big shout to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music. He is absolutely amazing. You can catch him on the little jingle, Top and Tail. Get him on Facebook at FOB Beats. Mr. Clark, last word with you. Leave us with a message of alternative inspiration. Don't worry about being a man. Be a human. Mental